The following program has been furnished and paid for by Auto Pros Radio Show. And KSCV is not responsible for its content or the products or services offered. Rolling up the doors, the garage is open, and here we go. The Auto Pros Radio Show. And now, here's Robert, Jody, and Lynn, the Auto Pros. Welcome back, Houston. Welcome back, Houston. Auto Pros Radio. I'm Robert with Auto Tectronics. Here with Mr. Jody Chesser and Lynn Beckwith. Yes. Howdy, y'all. Great to be here. Give us a call, 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSCV. Let's go out and talk to Phil. He's been hanging on through the break. Phil, you're on Auto Pros Radio. How you guys doing? Great. How Good. How are you? you? I've got an old 3 Ranger with a P1025 code, and it runs great. And I've also got a power steering pump that the guys replaced three times, and it's re- remanufactured. And he says he can't get a new one. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, you probably can't. What size engine does that truck have in it? Three O. Okay. And uh, what was the code again? You said P one O two five. It's something to do with the engine's running too cold. Oh. But it's, it's probably not. it's probably P O one twenty five. Yeah. Okay. And you yeah. having a check engine light on as well, Phil? Yeah. Can't get rid of it. <laughs> Any drivability issues associated with that or no? None. And you've replaced the thermostat? I have not. Well, that, that's usually what it is. It's a bad okay. thermostat. Yeah. Because it's, it's what it's saying is it, it, you know, it expects that engine to warm up a certain amount in a certain length of time. And if you've got a thermostat that's hung open or partially open, it takes too long. And so it sets that code. And if it's coming up to temp right away, then it may just be a sensor or a wire or something that doesn't know that you're at the right temperature. Well, the wire's on. on. I can check that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, more than likely, it's a bad thermostat. That's that's like the number one thing. Okay. Yeah. Sluggish. We see a lot of that nowadays, especially right. with this cold weather. I've seen, I know I've bought a number of thermostats this week. Yeah. <laughs> Doing claims. Yeah. Uh, as far as the power steering pump, yeah, remanufactured is really the only thing that you're going to find out there. Do you know what brand was used on that one, Phil? No, I don't. And, and you keep replacing them because of noise? It's just, you know, it's howling. And yeah. it's, uh, well, those those Ford pumps were real you know, were real, real bad about that because they're aluminum, and so they, you know, they emanate that noise a lot easier. Uh, and a lot of times it has to do with how you bleed the system. Um, like I think we discussed it last week, uh, you know, you have to fill that thing up. And, uh, you know, I, I always get the wheels off the ground. Uh, with the engine turned off, I'll take a Mighty Vac and I put a vacuum on that reservoir and I turn that steering wheel back and forth several times. And with that vacuum on that reservoir, it'll, it'll pull the air out of that pump. Because sometimes you think, well, I'll fill it up, I'll start it up, I'll drive around a block, it'll bleed all the air out of it. Not, not on that one. It, it doesn't work like that. I mean, you sometimes I have to do that vacuum procedure two or three times before I get them to quiet down. 
you know. So you may have a good pump, and yeah. it just has air. Now, there are some Motorcraft pumps. Now, they're probably still remands. Yeah. Uh, I think FordParts.com has them. But it might be a little bit better quality yeah. than the Cardone or the, you know, one of the off-brands, Duralast or something yeah. that the parts stores have. I always have. have better luck with the uh, Motorcraft. Motor motor yeah. yeah. Okay. But, but they're all rebuilt. I mean, I've, I've tried to get a new one before, and it's just not out there. Okay. Well, I, I didn't know whether the guy was yeah. – if you go online, you, they say you can buy them new. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about – Motorcraft new now. I mean, you might find some import brand new or something, which I'd be leery of. I do the <laughs> reman Motorcraft. Motorcraft before I would do one of the real off brands. Okay, well yeah. I, like I say, I you know, and, I appreciate it. And do that vacuum procedure for bleeding. That's the best way to make them as quiet as possible. Okay. All righty. Thank you guys. Y'all yes, have, right. have a good weekend. Hey, thanks, appreciate your call. Give us a call, 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSCV. Where are we heading, Jody? Let's run out to uh, it's the northeast side and talk to Greg. Greg, good morning. You're on with the Auto Pros. Hey, good morning. Right, I, had a, I had a question about the BG transmission flush interval. Mm -hmm. After you do it the first time, how many miles before you need to redo it 30,000 30,000 30, yes, 30,000 is what we recommend for any transmission flush but if you're under the bg's lifetime protection it's required every every 30,000 miles yep. uh is is miss beckwith there i yes. am hello hi hi if we got our vehicle service there in uh on 1960 with the BG transmission flush, do you guys uh, notify us back when it's time again, or do we have to check the mileage? Or because I don't remember, we got it done there, but I don't remember what what mileage it was when we got it done. And the, good, have a, the good part about it is it's, it doesn't have anything to do with number of years. You know, it's just thirty thousand miles, so. Yeah, and, and Greg, we do keep track of it. We try really hard to keep up and notify you, but I need to put the onus of really making sure you do it every 30,000 miles on you because, you know, no reminder system is perfect, and I would hate for you to miss that interval. But um, we do keep all the records electronically, so you can call us. We can tell you when you had it done. And the other thing that we can uh, do is you can actually, if, you get, if you've had one of my emails recently, you can sign on in the bottom of that email and see all of your service records online. So Okay, I don't have an email. How do I get an email? Um, I'll tell you what. I'm going to ask you to hold when we get off so that I get your email address. We'll have Gary get that from you. I hate to tell the world your email address. Oh, okay. okay. And, uh, <laughs> and then I'll make sure that uh, we get you on that list, and, uh, and I'll look up your record as well. So give, me your, uh, give Gary your last name and your email address, and I'll look it up for you and get right back to you. Okay, thank you. Hey, thanks for calling, Greg. Yeah, you know, we do. We try really hard to remind everybody, but but it, occasionally we don't, especially if yeah. we don't have an email address. Well, I mean, you don't so. have any miles they drive. And so the more, yeah. right. I know the more times that car comes in the shop and the mileage is put in, it calculates closer. It does. But if it's only been in there once or twice, the calculation's not going to be close. You know, yeah. it, it just doesn't know, mm -hmm. you know, doesn't know how far you drive. Very true. That's right.
Well, give us a call, 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-5738. We do have a second trivia question. We sure uh, do. To give away two tickets uh, for the Houston Auto Show or Automotive Show that's uh, starting this Wednesday Mm -hmm. and going through Sunday. And so we're going to give that trivia question out. And uh, if you can answer that, we will be able to email you two tickets that you can download and uh, go out there and see the Automotive Show this next week. Yeah, and our second question might be a little easier than our first question. The first one was, what was the first year of the auto show here in Houston? And it was 1983. Um, So are we ready for our second question? Yep, go ahead. We are ready. All right. So what sports team, including their mascot, is going to be at the Ford display this year? (laughs) Your kids are going to love this. Your kids are going (laughs) to love coming to see the Ford display because there will be a sports team's mascot there that's right and i believe some cheerleaders <laughs> i actually There's don't a believe hint. rochelle said that there There's would a be hint some right there big tent yeah yes. but it's going to be a fun show either way there's lots to see out there and uh you know if you're looking for a new car that's the place to go like we were talking mm-hmm. earlier you can talk with the actual manufacturer not a salesman mm-hmm. you can't buy a vehicle out there but you can sure you know take a look at everything and and uh check out all the safety features and how roomy it is and Try your car seat, like Rochelle yeah. was saying earlier. You know, that's important, you know, when you're when you're looking at buying something because it's kind of hard to do when you're out shopping at a dealership. And, it is. And there's you know, more pressure at the dealership. Yeah, trying to, you yeah. know, that way you have that mindset of, you know, okay, I'm going to go to my dealership of choice and I want to look at, I've narrowed it down to these two models. Right. Or this yeah. color or whatnot and, you know, find the trim level that you're looking for and so forth. And, you know, today they're not as big of an inventory as there used to be, so it's sometimes it's a little more of a challenge. Uh, there might be a little give and take on some options uh, that are available, but you know you can make that decision that uh, you know it's an investment when you buy a new vehicle these days because they're not cheap, yeah. not so, at all. So give us a call and let us know what sports team mascot you think is going to be at the Ford dealership two eight one or not the Ford dealership but Ford the Ford display, display right. Right. the Houston Automotive Show. All you got to do is guess which dealership. Yeah two eight one five five eight five seven three eight. So. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. It will be fun. uh, Let's see. The sports team will be out there on Saturday. On Saturday. Yeah. So it'll be a perfect time to be out there. And like I said, take the kids because it's uh, always a lot of fun. And take pictures and and all that good stuff. Well, and, you know, you mentioned bringing the kids to the show. Whereas if you take your kids to a car dealership, the car purchase experience usually takes a little while. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can do it yeah. faster, but for the most part, by the time you look yeah. around, you figure out what you want, you visit on it, maybe you look at whatever other options and add-ons you're going to do, you spend a lot of time. I know. Even even when you know exactly the car, financing's done, all that, uh-huh. it's, so for some reason, it always takes at least two hours. And I don't know. It's like buying a cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and transferring data right, right. well right. and sometimes it does take a little while to learn all the features on that vehicle yeah. if you have a, a good salesperson like we do uh with marcus warren out mm-hmm. at health and ford yeah you know he not only does he bleed ford blue and educate you before you make your choice but then once you take delivery of that vehicle he helps you understand how to use all those special the features. ford sync system that's a lot to to take in at one time and and, you know, most sales salespersons now, you know, once you buy that vehicle, then they take you out there. They First thing they do is going to get your phone set up on Bluetooth, mm-hmm. you know, and then they're going to kind of show you some features and so forth, not put your brain on overload, yeah. but, you know, kind of show you the key features of the vehicle and then 
take it home. You know, a day or two, you're going to have questions, and you can call them back mm -hmm. or go back up there and let them show you something else. Yeah. You know, that you might be in. I can't get my radio to do this certain function. or right. I'd like to change the display colors and all that good stuff. So you just never know. But we do have open lines, 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-5738. Let's see. Let's go out to Tom. Tom, good morning. Welcome to Auto Pros Radio Show. Well, good morning again. Uh, yeah, he is back. And uh, I believe that uh, I'm going to answer your question for you. All right, awesome. The uh, uh, Texans um, mascot and cheerleaders will be at Ford Display. What's the mascot's name? Uh, Toro. There you, you go. You got it, Tom. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, uh, interesting piece of trivia. <laughs> yes, sir. J.J. Watt has signed a 10-year contract, and he will be inside the Toro suit for the next 10 years. Did you know that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't think so. <laughs> that would be one big Toro suit, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes, ma'am. That's right. Well, now, all those pretty girls you were looking for at the show are going to be there at that Ford display, Tom. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wear a blindfold. I don't want to look at it. <laughs> that's right. And then uh, Rochelle was telling us off-air that I believe Orbit is going to be out there on Thursday. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Orbit's going to be oh, there on wow. Thursday. So it'll be an yeah. exciting show. Did you see the Astros just got that uh, relief pitcher from San right. Diego? Yes, I, I did. did. Hater is his name. You're right. He's supposedly pretty good. Yeah, so he's supposed to be a shutdown closer. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to the Texans win today, Tom. I know you're with me on that. Yeah. And yeah. we're yeah. going to go as far as we can. Hopefully, go all the way, and then uh, get, get ready for baseball season. Because it's around the corner. There you go. And get rid of this 20-degree uh, weather. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm with you on that. Well, Tom, if you'll hang on the line, Gary will get your email address, and I can email you a link uh, so mm -hmm. you have your two free tickets. Does that work for you? All right, Mr. Gary. I'm going your way. Thank you. All right, All right. Tom. Thanks, Thanks for the call. Tom. All right. We're going to back out here and take a short break. You're listening to the Auto Pros Radio Show here on 700 KSEV The Voice. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Robert. Thank you for tuning in to Auto Pros Radio. If you need us during the week, email us at info at autoprosradio.com. You can listen to all of our episodes by going to autoprosradio.com, and you can find a list of our approved shops located all around Houston and surrounding areas. And don't forget to tell your friends about the Auto Pros Radio Show every Saturday from 10 to noon on KSEV. BG Products, the number one name in preventative maintenance. Carbon buildup in your engine will reduce your fuel economy, cause engine hesitation, rough idle, and excessive oil consumption. BG Products has you covered for all your fluid maintenance services and fuel system cleaning needs. They are so confident in the quality of their product, they back it up with a lifetime protection plan. All of our Auto Pro's preferred service centers offer the BG services because they work. Find a list of preferred service centers at autoprosradio.com or go to bgfindashop.com to find a BG service center near you. That's BG Products, the number one name in preventative maintenance. From basic maintenance to the most complex diagnostics, Autotectronics is your choice for high-quality automotive service in Katy. 
For 38 years, Robert and his crew have tackled the most difficult electrical and drivability problems. So whether you need an oil change, fluid maintenance, or the most up-to-date diagnostic services, Auto Tektronics is the premier shop in Katy, 281-391-7617. Go visit Auto Tektronics in Katy. Is your transmission slipping, jerking, or making funny noises? Well, let me recommend the great folks at Gary's Transmission Service. Whether you have a classic car or a late model vehicle, Gary's will diagnose your problem and let you know if it's a transmission problem or something else that makes it feel like a transmission problem. The experts at Gary's Transmissions are trained in today's most complex transmissions for both foreign and domestic. All transmission rebuilds come with a local two-year, 24,000-mile parts and labor warranty including annual preventive maintenance service at no charge during the warranty period. Quality transmission repairs done right. 281-347-8888. Gary's Transmission Service. Welcome back to the Auto Pros Radio Show. I'm Jody Chester, your diesel dynamo and warranty wizard, along with Robert Gruner with Auto Tectronics. Yes, sir. And that car lady, Miss Lynn Beckwith, is back in the house with us. Good morning, y'all. Back from the ski trip. Boy, it was cold in Colorado. I bet it was. Well, oh, it was cold goodness. here, too. I know. <laughs> and, you know, you guys might have felt colder than we did. We were negative 15 one day. Wow. But um, but it's dry in it's comparison. Dry cold. And I didn't go out, so I was pretty warm. Well, we had a wet cold. <laughs> But we we made it through it, so we're warming up a bit, and we're going to have to deal with a little bit of rain next week. But we'll a little get, bit, we'll get through there. It's like eighty percent every day. That's right. Man. If you have a car question, a car problem, give us a call two eight one five five eight fifty seven thirty eight. That's two eight one five five eight fifty seven thirty eight. Let's go out to H Town and talk to Mike. Mike, good morning. You're on with the Auto Pros. Good morning, guys. How are you? All right. How are you doing? Great. I've got a really weird suspension noise. I've had struts replaced. I've had both control, upper control arm replaced. I've sprayed silicone in the bushings. Uh, I've replaced the brakes. They, I took it to one guy and he said it was the rotors were causing the, the noise when I pushed on the brakes when I turned. And I had a compl- I needed brakes anyway, so I went ahead and did a complete brake job. Mm-hmm. Rotors and, and pads, and it's still there. I can't figure out uh, where this noise is coming from. It's on the left side. It's not on the right. Mm-hmm. The only thing I can think of is maybe the strut. Is the, the, one of the new struts I put on is bad, making the noise. Because the control arms, I put you know put a brand-new control arm in there, and the mechanic said the control, and before he put it in, he said just... It's fine. The bushings are fine, but I don't know. So any other, can you give me any other thoughts for the look, maybe? Are there leaf springs on that Liberty? No, it's got struts on it. Struts. Um, It's got the struts with the spring and the strut, the shock is inside the spring. You brought it as a package and put it on. So if if the Jeep is sitting there, you know, still, can you shake it one way or the other to make it make the noise? 
No, not anymore. It's only when you turn. Did they use a quick strut? Meaning, you know, a complete assembly, spring, strut, yes. everything? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So, is, it, is it squeaking or creaking? No, no. When you're going down the highway, mm-hmm. it's fine. Right. And, you, you know, it, there's no noise. It's smooth. There's no bouncing. Like, you know, when you have a worn-out strut with a cup, mm-hmm. there's no bouncing. It's just, it's only when you turn and... You, you know, and, and or you hit the brakes real sudden and you get a real big bounce, a hard bounce, you know. Mm-hmm. I hear, but mostly when I turn. I've got another Jeep Liberty that's a little older that when I replaced control arms with that, I heard the control arm hitting the fender well. Maybe you turned it too far. I don't know. I'm 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 perplexed. I'm I'm not a I'm a computer engineer, not a mm-hmm. What, with, with what year sway, is this one? With the sway it's bar 20, slide on a turn? No, uh, what, what, year, what year is this one? 2010. And is it a two or four wheel drive? Two wheel drive, rear wheel drive. Okay. Did you have Did you have any noise before this these repairs? No, were done? not at no, all. No, I did not. Uh-huh. No, it was the struts were worn out because my tires were cupping. Mm-hmm. So I had the struts. I had one control arm on the left side that was bad. I went ahead and replaced both of them at the same time, just to be. Even though I didn't need to, he said right. I went ahead and did it just to make sure and then it still had the noise so i took it back and they said well when you hit the brakes you can feel it and he said he pulled the tires off and said well your front rotors are pretty well worn out i said well can you turn them again no so i said just put new rotors and pads on it complete Mm -hmm. did all that and i've sprayed those bushings with silicone spray and i still get that noise and it's I don't know if it's, he said everything's safe, there's nothing wrong, but it drives me nuts. So does it make the noise just like when you make a turn on a corner? Yes, yes. So yes. And does it only do it one way or the other? It only does it uh, either way. It doesn't matter if you turn left or right. So if you're sitting still at a on a road and you make a left-hand turn, it makes the noise? Yes, correct. And as, you're, right. tur- okay. and as you're turning the wheel, like you're turning it, it makes a long squeak as you're turning, or no. is it just squeak? But it's pretty prominent, huh? And you can't make it, you can't reproduce that when it's sitting still and you turn the not wheel back when and it's forth. Still. No, not when it's sitting still. No, you cannot. And it does tried. And I've and tried. and as far as the if you if you're making that turn and say you lightly have your foot on the brake pedal where you're pressing it just a little bit, it, it still makes the noise. It. Yeah, yeah. So it's so because if it's in the brakes, I would think that it would change as you're touching yeah. that brake pedal making a a turn yeah but it won't yeah. do it just sitting still and turning the wheel no no yeah because that's when you could that's when you could put your hand on top of that strut tower yeah. and you know see if a bearing or something in there was creaking along or yeah squeaking. and what you may have to do is find somebody that has a chassis ear yeah to where they can plant you know chassis ears like some little remote microphones and you can put them in different places on the car and yeah. then you set inside and you have a control box and you switch it from one to the other to find okay. out which one's closest to the noise, and that kind of zooms you in on where you need to look. I don't think my mechanic has that kind of sophistication. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. they're not they're not too expensive, but uh, I mean, we have one. I mean, I don't know what part of town are you in. I'm in Tomball. Tomball. So I don't uh, I don't know if anybody close. I mean. Yeah, come down to your shop in yeah. Katy would be the place. Yeah, I, mean, I think it, most it, of our sponsoring shops are going to have chassis ears. Yeah. I mean, if it. Um, if it makes it consistently, you should be able to, to plant a chassis year on it and hear it somewhere. Yeah, I just I just don't know where it's coming from. I thought, you know, 
you know, I didn't want to replace the control arm in the strut again. It's on the left side. It's not on the right. I can hear it coming from the left. You know, I could put a new, just to be safe, I could stick a new, you know, a new strut in there and a new and a new control arm, but I, that could be a waste of money, too. Well, so but, know. you know, whatever whatever was replaced, it should have a part warranty on it. It does. So, it does you know, the, yeah. the technician that worked on it, that shop, you know, they should be able to diagnose it shouldn't have a noise it doesn't have a noise to start with so it's not no. like not like you're chasing a noise replacing parts now we're backing up because we have created a noise since repair yeah so, if so, the strut was bad would you know it going down the road i mean if it was bad and the tires would cup i mean i'm not you know, i got brand new tires on it too all the way around yeah but that's yeah. you know that's cupping tires that's not going to make any kind of noise the only thing that you would notice on a strut while you're driving, like light bumps, you, you would hear like a rattle noise, and that's usually yeah. from a bad strut mount. So if they put a quick strut on there that had the spring and the spacers and everything you know, yeah. together, then there could be something that maybe perhaps wasn't put together right. Maybe there's some metal touching metal or something. So when you turn, you know, everything's moving in the front, and it's going across that point, and that's what's making the noise because sometimes it's really hard to see the spring seats and everything. You know, yeah. depending with everything compressed in there, you just really can't see it. But you should be able to pinpoint it, and it shouldn't be that hard. Like I said, chassis ears is really the way to identify it. But, okay. you know, if they can't do it, you know, I'd say, hey, oh, I, I would think maybe let's start with a strut. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm looking. It looks like the strut on that one does not turn because you have the two control arms and you have a steering knuckle in between. Okay. And yeah. the strut just goes up between it. So, you know, if it's only doing when you turn – I wouldn't think it's the strut because it doesn't that that one's just a, in, a fixed in place. It does not rotate. So it's like a coilover shot, right? Yeah. Rather than a strut. Yeah. And so you. Uh, uh, I could slap a new control arm on it. That's not, you know, ultra expensive. You know. It's, yeah. But, did you did you but, try a WD forty penetrating oil something on those? Now, bushes? I haven't tried. I I was told not to do that because it would de degrade the rubber. Nah, it'd be fine. I would, okay. Just yeah. a penetrating oil or? Yeah, WD-40, something like a good penetrating oil that, you know, spray on there and then go out and drive it and listen to it and make some turns. Spray it a little bit more. You may have to do it two or three times, kind of let it work in. See if that noise goes away. And if it does, then at least you know you're in the right area. Hey, I was told that, that you had to spray, you use silicone or some other type of, because it would degrade the rubber on the bushing. You, you, know? you know, if you're worried about that, you can use wet-type silicone. You're just looking for something to change the noise. Yeah. Correct, um, correct, yeah. I've got some silicone spray. You've it's replaced really both control arms, you said? Yes, I did, yes. Because mm. so I was going to say, I mean, because if it's, if it's only when you're turning, and on this setup here, that would be like the ball joints, you know, are the ones that's turning, mm. you know, on that steering knuckle. But you're saying you put a, a tire a, a control arm no, that should have no, had should have had ball joints on them and everything. Yeah, they did. It had the uh, the upper their upper control arms, what they call them, ones that go up on the top, have yep. a ball joint in it attached to it. Yeah, yeah. I guess I could spray the ball joint with that stuff and see if that helps. Yeah, you can. So what about the on the lower the ball joint on the lower? I didn't replace those. I just you know I you know it's it's a bigger control arm. Right. You know, yeah, but that lower many, ball joint could yeah. be making the the squeaking noise. That's too. right. But yeah, it, it's I still didn't think the, about that. It's yeah. still it still kind of goes back to there was no noise previously. Mm -hmm. But you know, you, you moved a lot of suspension components, lifted up, you know, let it down, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, How so, many miles does it have on it? 
139,000. Yeah, I'd, I'd look to make sure that ball joint don't have any slack in it or anything. Can you grease it? Is there a fitting on there to grease it? With? Uh, no, there is not on that one. No. Um, Sometimes yeah. then I would take. Um, uh, I mean, what you can do is take and put a little hole in the boot and and spray some yeah. WD forty or something in there just to see if it goes away. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, and I mean, you can always take and uh, you know dry it off wherever you punch the hole, and then put you know, some silicone over it just to seal the hole back up if that doesn't yeah, tell you anything. Yeah, yeah. No, but I would. I mean, I've done that before just to try and locate the noise. You yeah, know? to identify yeah. it. It's not yeah. necessarily a fix, but it'll no, at least get fix. you on the right track. That's, that's called yeah, that's diagnostic spray. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, I I'm not like I said. I'm not a mechanic. I'm a I'm a I'm a computer engineer. Electrical stuff I can kind of figure out on my own. But this kind of mechanical stuff, I'm you know, uh, it's just kind of noises drive me nuts. I know yeah. what my car should sound like when I drive it. Sure. I just drive it. You know, and when you get these unknown noises, something's going wrong, generally. Well, so, try lubricating that lower ball joint and see what it does. I'll try that. I'll give that a shot. Thank you guys right, for your sure. time. I'll Let us it. know. Thank Bye. you. Thanks, Mike. Give us a call, 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSCV. Yeah, you shouldn't have noise in your suspension. That will drive you drive you nuts. It's worrisome. It is. Well, you yeah, just you don't just... know. I mean, if that ball joint's dry, but is there any excessive movement in there? You know, yeah. things like that, because putting a... Putting a strut on there, putting the upper control arm really needed alignment. Yeah. And if if the lower control arm bushings or the ball joint or something was worn, it's not really going to be a proper alignment either. Well, you yeah. had a great point that it may have started out fine, but when you start lifting a vehicle, moving things around, mm-hmm. that it uh, Yeah, you're talking about lifting a vehicle. How many times have y'all lifted up a vehicle and then you set it back down and the struts are locked? It happens. It happens. Not often, and, but and, it does happen. And and people are like, well, wasn't like that before I brought it in here. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, and I mean, I, I mean, I can tell you the first time that happened to me, I lifted one up. We were doing an oil pan or something, and I went and road tested. And I, Man, this thing rides rough. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it rides ultra rough. And uh, I mean, have you ever got one to go back, or it just stays like that? Uh, it can happen either way. Mm-hmm. Sometimes by driving, they'll they'll go back to to move in like they should and sometimes it's just it's done yeah because it's usually a, an older old it's got a hundred thousand older mile, right yeah. and because uh, i mean they they ride like as rough as a buckboard when they do that man mm-hmm. it's bad they really do but then you have to turn around and explain to the customer yeah you know what happened yeah. yeah and i mean it's hard to explain you know you can explain it to them but i can see where they'd be hard to believe it but i mean it happens i mean uh, you know I'm, I mean, when I get something like that where, you know, how am I going to explain this? First thing I do is I Google it to see if there's something on. Because then I can tell them, go to this part on the Internet. <laughs> this happens a lot. Yeah. 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 Then why would you raise my car up like that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I couldn't couldn't work on it on the ground. I'm sorry. You right. Know? <laughs> you know? So, uh, I mean, some of those, those are some of the challenges we get we get into with that, especially with suspension components. And, well, stuff. and it's only happened once or twice in the 35 years I've had the shop. But there's times that you'll be doing a brake job. And you get done with the brake job, the vehicle hadn't quite pulled out of the bay yet, and a water pump will start gushing water. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah you know, well. and it, it's just an older vehicle, and, uh, you know, our lucky self that it happens while it's in the bay, I guess. I remember you know? back when I worked for uh, Mossy Oldsmobile, and this was in the 80s, 83 model, Olds 98 or whatnot, with a 200 R4 transmission. They, they were prone to a, a uh, sun shell inside that would strip out. And you wouldn't have reverse. Oh. And so the car comes in, everything is fine. 
bring it in for a transmission service. Back then, we just dropped the pan, put a filter, put it in, put fluid in there, go to back out, and guess what happened? <laughs> Shell stripped out. Mm. Right. Mm, another hard pill to swallow. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I remember a lot of vehicles back then, you know, where customers would call and say, yeah, I've been driving it for two months without reverse. I'm just careful where I park it. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I've yeah, seen that. I remember that quite a bit. No, yeah, I don't uh, remember that. But, I mean, yeah. I've, I've had people with the manual transmissions where they say something gone in it, you know. But uh, it's some of those things like that. I mean, uh, I know another one that we always ran into is you'd have a car come in, you'd put a thermostat in it. Mm-hmm. And let's say you couldn't get a thermostat, so it sat overnight with no cooling in it. So then you put a new thermostat and everything in it, then the water pump leaks. Because ah. yeah. that seal it set dry overnight. And then you know, it's, and you're like, well, uh, you need a water pump now, too. Well, <laughs> you know? Yeah, because cooling in there, everything, is, that's your lubrication for yep. your cooling system is, is the antifreeze. Yeah. You yeah. Know, so you have to, that's why you always, it's always important to, to get that old cooling out, flush it out every 30,000. Because you know, there's nothing worse than opening up a radiator cap and it's just, you know, it's all muddy water, rusty water, mm-hmm. because that means the inside of your engine block is rusted. We had a spark plug stuck in a vehicle, and when we finally got the head off, got the plug out, the cylinder was completely washed out. Mm-hmm. You know, the, oh, yeah. Without will. lubrication, there's just a lot of coolant there. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I didn't see a crack in the head gasket, anything like that, but... Um, you know, Supposedly, happen. those those motors. Uh, you know, there's a that's the was that the one liter. I think it was. It's a little EcoBoost. Yeah, and uh, there's a big isn't there a recall on those or a big extended deal on those for cracking the uh, like a crack in the cylinder wall. Yeah, they had that on the some of the I think the one fives the two liters. So one requires a short block replacement. One yep. requires a long block replacement. There wasn't any Ford warranty extension. Really? On those. Now, the the ones that we were talking about is the Ford EcoSport. It's a little small economy mm-hmm. car that has the one-liter engine in there. And they were really bad about the oil pump belts. They have yeah. an internal well, oil well, pump belt, wet yeah, belt. I know. Okay, like a like a timing belt, if yeah. you will, that runs the, the yeah. oil, oil pump. And those things will strip out. Well, Ford is finally putting a recall on that. Yeah. But it's an incomplete. I have one right now we're doing a claim on. Yeah. And I'm having a talk with, with Ford. Because they don't want to honor the recall right now because it's incomplete and there's no fix. But my argument was the fix is it failed. You have to put a motor in it. So <laughs> you have a motor available. Why can't you honor that? So I don't know. That was uh, late on Friday. So and they do have motors available now. I was really they pleased to really see that because this one's going to need a long block. Yeah. And, uh, well, on that one liter, it's it's a rather inexpensive engine mm-hmm. for the most part. It's yeah. like two thousand dollars. So still a lot of money. But mm-hmm. in comparison, if you think about an engine replacement. You know, put some labor in there. It's still maybe a five thousand oh, dollar. So yeah. it's better than a ten, fifteen thousand dollar engine repair. But so I'm glad Ford's kind of standing behind it because basically what happened is it starts to rip the teeth off the belt, and you lose oil pressure, and the engine's going to die. Oh, it's going to lock up. Yeah. So See, it's, no. a, it's a safety hazard, and so that's why they're putting a recall on it. But they're waiting on parts. Well, yeah. this one had a vacuum pump seize, yep. and bust off the camshaft. Yeah, yeah. And well, I've had a car with that. Before. Now, the good yeah. part about that recall on that is they're going to go in there, recall the vehicles. They're going to go in there and replace the components, the belt and the little um, tensioner piece and so forth. They're going to redo it all before the catastrophic, catastrophic ah. event happens. Now, this was a two-liter. Is there a recall on that one no. that you've heard of? Mm-hmm. No, they they just have the defective engine block that, that runs uh, coolant into the cylinder. Yeah. 
Yeah, pretty common. <laughs> still, right. still needs. Yeah, an there engine. are a lot of there's a lot of information out there about having to put a new engine in this vehicle. Oh, they are. Yeah, absolutely. All right, give us a call two eight one five five eight five seven three eight. That's two eight one five five eight KSCV. Coming up on the last part of the show, so give us a call. You're listening to Auto Pros Radio on seven hundred KSCV. The Voice. We'll be right back. Saddle my pony yet. Have mercy, Miss Percy. I done put the coon tune on this bed. That's right. That's right. That's right. Are you needing to have your vehicle's scheduled maintenance performed or mechanical repairs done? Don't wait. Go to autoprosradio.com, see all of our recommended preferred service centers in your area, and give them a call today to schedule an appointment to have your vehicle serviced and have that peace of mind your vehicle will be safe. And remember to tell your friends about the Auto Pros Radio Show every Saturday, 10 to noon, here on AM700 KSEV. Whether you're rolling in a daily driver or a DeLorean, David's Auto Central in Stafford can take care of all of your vehicle needs. From preventive maintenance to advanced diagnostic services, you can count on David and his staff to take care of both you and your vehicles. With decades of experience and a commitment to quality, David's Auto Central can handle all of your mechanical repairs, maintenance, fleet, and even customization needs. Learn more at davidsautocentral.com or visit David and his amazing staff at 2526 Fifth Street in Stafford. 281-499-9684. That's 281-499-9684. David's Auto Central. Beckwith Car Care has been servicing the Humble, Atascacita, and surrounding areas for more than 34 years. You don't stay in business that long without providing great customer service and repairs done right the first time. Beckwith has factory trained technicians that know how to diagnose and repair your vehicle. They provide a nationwide three-year, 36,000-mile warranty and free shuttle service to work, home, or play. They can arrange to pick up your vehicle if needed. Visit Beckwith.com and schedule an online appointment to have your vehicle repaired or maintenance services performed. Give them a call, 281-540-2000. That's 281-540-2000. Beckwith's Car Care. For more than 45 years, yep, that's what we said, 45 years. Green and White Automotive has served the spring area as your dealership alternative for quality automotive maintenance and repairs. Family owned and operated, they're small enough to know you and big enough to serve you. Green and White Automotive is at 1020 Spring Cypress Road, just east of Highway 45. Easy to get to and ready to take care of you and your vehicle. That's Green and White Automotive in spring. Give Kent a call at 281-353-7682. 281-353-7682. Greenandwhiteautomotive.com.
All right, welcome back to Auto Pros Radio. I'm Robert with Auto Tectronics, Mr. Jody Chesser and Lynn Beckwith, Beckwith Howdy. Automotive. Howdy, right. y'all. We are running on empty. Running on empty. It's the last segment. And we were just talking about maybe changing up our music a little bit. If you've got some suggestions for cartoons, That's give right. us a call, 281-558-5738. we're going to be we'll, working on that after the show. So yeah, maybe yeah. we'll start we'll like some input. playing some of the music that you want to hear. That or you're going to have to listen to what we choose. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or our, our great producer, Gary Knight. You can pick out a good song for that too, but we'll uh, we'll run the two for one special here on the last segment. Right, Robert's favorite special. So two for one questions: two eight one five five eight fifty seven thirty eight. That's two eight one five five eight fifty seven thirty eight. That will get you in. And again, coming up next week is the auto. Votive show. Yes. Houston Auto Show, as we like to call it. Starts Tuesday night. You can go to a special preview night. It's just $75 a ticket for that preview night, uh, which will be an adult-only crowd with Mm -hmm. an open bar and a really very sparse attendance in comparison to the size of NRG. So you'll have a lot of privacy, be able to really walk around, and the manufacturer's reps will be there. But then the actual show starts on Wednesday, runs through Sunday, and it's just $20 per ticket and kids are under five or free yeah really good value mm-hmm. so it's gonna be a lot of fun we're hoping the weather's gonna hang out but you know it's an indoor event yeah and they do have an outside ride and drive but they're gonna have some uh some ev ride and drive that starts on the inside so you don't have to worry about the rain yeah. i guess they put the evs inside they just don't want that wet getting it <laughs> <laughs> They can't do ice because Tesla froze up north. I know. It's, it's right. like that movie that's out right now where all the Teslas in the dealerships run on their own. I, I saw that. Yeah. I watched What's that? that? I, I didn't see I was that. What is that? Oh, like, what is the name of that? It's uh, You know, it's, it was on uh, Netflix, and my niece told me about it, and we watched it, and it, it's, it's supposed like the end, to be end of like the world kind of movie, a cyber yeah. attack. But it's, I don't know. I was a little disappointed in it. But basically, they used all the all the electric cars, Teslas. They were all white Teslas, and and they all had paper tags. And they and I guess through electronics and cyber attacks, they they got them all going the same direction and crashed them and blocked off access to the to the town and whatnot. Really? So, yeah, it was end of the world deal. Leave the world behind. Is that what it is? is? The name of the movie. Oh, I've, yeah. I've heard of that one. Yeah. Is that what? It, I didn't know it had the Tesla thing. In it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a good show. It had a really it odd, and odd was just the ending. Ending was odd. Ending you, was odd. You wouldn't yeah. want to give it away. Well, not that it was bad, but it was just kind of like. Hmm. All right, Lisa, if you're listening, leave the world behind. Remember that, because I won't. Okay. <laughs> leave right. the world behind. That's right. All right, should All right. we go out to Conroe and talk to Ray? Let's go. Ray, welcome to Auto Pros Radio. Good morning. Good morning. Enjoy your show. Thanks, Thank you guys were uh, talking about uh, coolant. coolant. Yes, sir. So my little uh, daily runaround, my little GNC opinion, the book has it changing at 150,000 miles. Uh-huh. I, I, I heard y'all coming about 30,000. Right. My, my thought about 150,000, I was not going to do that. I have, a little, I have about 50,000 right now. So the truth has to lie somewhere between 150,000 miles. I just... Well, I never felt good about looking at this book. Really, really <laughs> yeah, you know, some of the coolants are rated for really high mileage, um, but the way they do that is in laboratory conditions. It's not mm-hmm. under the normal wear and tear of a vehicle and the climate change, especially that we have here in the Houston area. And then on top of that, you know, they do want to sell you a new car in the future. 
and uh, uh-huh. you know, I mean, and, and the thirty thousand interval is going to keep it so clean that you're going to get hundreds of thousands of miles out of that vehicle. That and and when you change your coolant, you know, at thirty thousand, you're trying to also prevent, you know, electrolysis buildup in the. Right. Uh, you know, in the cooling system, because, I mean, a battery is nothing more than two dissimilar metals with a coolant uh, fluid passing between it. So when you have a, an aluminum block, cast iron cylinder head or whatever, you know, and then you got tin in the radiator and you have this coolant running around between it. I mean, I have seen cars that would have like 100,000 miles on never been changed. You can literally drop a, a voltmeter lead into that radiator and read a half a volt, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's when electrolysis starts and starts chewing away at stuff. To me, it's cheap insurance to do it every 30,000 miles. Yeah, and, you know, doing it, you said you have about 50,000 on it now, yeah, Ray. I'd you know, do it. I, I would certainly do it. And when you start 50. under yeah. 50,000, you still qualify for the BG Lifetime Protection yeah. Plan. Yeah, and do the BG Coolant Flush because that's the best way to do it and get a hundred, you know, get as much of that old coolant out of there as you can. Plus, you get a BG additive to go back in to prevent electrolysis, lubricate your water pump seal, and that kind of thing. Yeah, I was definitely going to do it. I just was curious why they would put this 150,000 miles well yeah and if yeah yeah Yeah, and if you and if you read the owner's manual that it says normal operating conditions okay so we're in texas so the majority of the time we're well we're we get really hot we have a lot of traffic that we drive in so we fall more under severe duty conditions which cuts the mileage intervals and so forth in half well, and there were a lot of manufacturers that went with really long maintenance intervals, and some of that was motivated by the CAFE standards that they're having to meet. It's more than just the fuel economy of the vehicle. It's kind of the the lifetime usage of petroleum products right. and chemicals. and Off-gassing yeah, and stuff like that. A carbon footprint that they have to meet. And by extending those, your vehicle's using less of, of that product and helping them qualify for their quotas. Yeah, I don't, I don't have my book here with me, but my F-350, I'm, I'm thinking it may have said 100,000. Mm-hmm. I yeah, that's, so, that's pretty uh, normal to see, but that's not really highly recommended in the, so, in, the, in the true automotive repair business. On the F-350, I don't ever meet the mileage on that guy. So, I mean, me me too. It, uh, every year or two years for the system change, or what is the time frame? It's usually recommended about every three years then. Okay, so if you don't meet the mileage, then three years is the number? Yes, sir. Roughly? Yes, sir. Okay, okay. Thanks, Ray. One one last comment before I go. Mm -hmm. So um, I missed the show here a couple of weeks ago and got home and heard the rerun on Sunday. Yes, sir. I found out that uh, Jody wasn't in that day. Uh Uh-oh. And then when he came back, I I found out uh, I heard you in Fredericksburg. I was, yes, sir. Around Christmas, our well, first of December. Guess where I was when I missed the show. Ah, you were out there too. Should have said hi. We might, have been, we might have been in the same RV park. Oh, it could have been. I was right there, right there by Lukenbach. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of fun out there. Yeah, we did too. We did too. Okay, guys. Thank you. All right. Let's go out and talk to Art and Katie. Art, you're on Auto Pros Radio. Uh, yes, sir. I've got a. P code of P two zero Echo eight on my Ford Diesel. The twenty fourteen model. Yes, sir. Okay. 
I'm gonna pull that code out. I wanna say that has to do with the diesel exhaust fluid system, if I'm not correct. Are you having any other warning lights or anything come on? No, sir. I wanna pull that up because they, they've had some issues with it. What was that code again? I'm sorry, P P two zero E is an echo eight. Echo P two zero Echo eight. Why is that not coming up? That's a fourteen model? Intake airflow position sensor circuit low. Um, yeah, I was trying to look here to see what it is. P20 Echo 8, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's take a look. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's got to do with the DEF. That is the DEF code, isn't it? Yeah, because it says yep. uh, DEF tank empty, flush, clean, add fresh DEF. Wow, when you start getting DEF codes on a diesel, it seems like. Yeah, uh, normally what what I see on that is the uh, sometimes it has to do with the actual DEF pump that sits on top of the tank. But then they also have a lot of issues with the little pump mm-hmm. and heater module that's down inside of the tank on that one. And it's uh, pretty common to see on that. Yeah, I replaced those about 8,000 miles ago, 9,000 miles ago. You replaced the, I, the pump? Which part had yeah, to replace? Yeah, the pump. The little. And uh, 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 yeah, but I didn't use the Ford product. Yeah. I used uh, O'Reilly's. Yeah, because it says here, it says that uh, that code sets when it doesn't see... 51 psi in that system within 45 seconds. So what you would what you'd have to do is get a a good factory scan tool where it'll show that pressure on the def and see if it's meeting that 51 psi minimum. Because I know most of the time on those defs they usually run around 70 psi. That's what I see on them. Okay. Have you uh, did you have any kind of reprogram or anything done on the uh, engine control module that you're aware of? No. No. Uh-uh. Yeah, because sometimes they have updates. Most of these things are, it's probably going to be inside that tank heater element and not the pump because you replace the pump. It could be that too. It's just going to have to be checked out Yeah, because they did have a, a warranty extension on part of that system. Mm-hmm. Now, is it going to, it probably won't go into regen while it has that code. So you definitely want to get that handled because if you go too long without going into regen, you may get down to limp mode or have additional issues with that DEF system. Yeah. Well, I I reset the light every once in a while. It it doesn't come on all the time. That's what's crazy. Yeah. Give a... You can give me a call out there in Katie over there at Autotectronics. Talk to Matt. See when he can get you in. And uh, I can drive it and just watch it to see what that pressure is on that DEF system to see if it's coming up like it's supposed to. Gotcha. And then if it's a if it's a reductant heater sender assembly, Ford does have a warranty extension, eleven year, one hundred and twenty thousand miles, mm-hmm. on that one. Now that does it is VIN specific on your vehicle, so it would depend on if your specific vehicle fell under that. Yeah, but I got hundred and sixty some odd thousand miles on it. All right, it. so you're already behind. Yeah, go see Robert over yeah. in Katie and let him take a look at it, and then that way you'll be able to diagnose it for you properly. Gotcha. Alrighty, thanks. All right, thank you, sir. All right, let's run to John in uh, Conroe. Good morning, John. How can we help? Hello, John. Hello, John. Uh, uh, good morning. Uh, can you, uh, uh, gentlemen, refer me to uh, 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 
mechanic on it. To a, a mobile uh, RV mechanic, please. Mobile RV mechanic out there in uh, Conroe, in the Conroe area. Yeah, I use. I'm in Tomball. Oh, oh in Tomball. Hmm. I used one a few years ago, and I'm not remembering. Let me give you. A, let me name. give you a number of a guy. Okay, that I use and and I've dealt with quite a bit. His name is Doug. And yep. he's a mobile RV guy. He's a really smart guy, really sharp on electrical. And if you have a pen, I can give you his number. I got it right now. Sure. 281-622. 281-622. Mm-hmm. 622-622-5068. 5068. Yes, sir. Can I light my pilot? This has got electronic ignition. Can I light my pilot light uh, uh, for my propane stove? With one of them camper lighters? Yes, sir. Without the electronic ignition working? Yeah, you can light it like that. That's fine. Wonderful, wonderful. All righty. Oh, great. Yeah, tell, uh, tell Doug and Jody had to give him a call. I got to move. I got RV. And, uh, All right. It's, okay. All right, I'll John, rub against the end of the show here. Okay. Gus, Gus and Gail, if you want to, give me a call at the shop, Auto Tektronics. I'll try and answer your questions for you. But we've been here. We will see you next week. To the Auto Pros Radio Show. Hey, if you need help during the week, go to our website, autoprosradio.com. Or if you need your car serviced, see all of our recommended preferred service centers in your area. Check out our Facebook page at autoprosradio.com for the latest posts on what's going on in the automotive industry. Share a comment with us and tell your friends about the Auto Pros Radio Show every Saturday, 10 to noon, here on AM 700 KSEV, the voice of Texas.